Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks and Arnold Reasons. We're going to jump straight in. What are we looking at today, T? Well, you had put a note down about, what did you call it? Working your own garden, which work your land, work mm. your land. And that's based on Proverbs twelve eleven, And it says, he that, let me get out of the King James, because even when I was reading it to you, I was <laughs> So at least new King James, let's go. Um, he who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity, what a word, is devoid mm. of understanding. Now, they're going to say that I'm the social media slayer, like, because, <laughs> 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 because it was about to come next, but. Yeah, I think, I can't remember what my original thoughts were when I saw these verses, but when we reread them, mm. I found it very interesting how it specifically says whoever works his land will have mm. plenty of bread, mm. right? Mm. Um, and the contrast is, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense, depending on which um, translation Pleasure. you're reading. Mm. But... Um, what I find interesting about that is one, the focus is on your own land, right? Mm. What is in your hands, what you are and you have, what you have been entrusted with. Mm. And the contrast is with things that are external to you, right? Mm. Mm. Following worthless pursuits. And I think with the reason why I said the social media thing is because I feel like it's one of the the great opportunities for us to see how that plays out. Because, again, this is not to demonize social media, but it's, whether it's online or offline, Mm. we're constantly given the opportunity to look outside and to stare at what other people are doing, what's going on in their land, right? Mm. And that's pretty much the way that a lot of the social media sites are built up for you to be able to connect and see into somebody else's world or whatever they decide to show of that world, right? Mm. Um, Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, But I think with that and with this hyper-connectivity that we've got now, you also have a lot of garbage, right? (laughs) And a lot of worthless pursuits, right? A lot of stuff that is pumped with great marketing, which in a lot of ways at its core is there to distract you from your own land, right? And it can take you on a thought path where rather than being focused on what you actually have been entrusted with, what you have within your reach and what your lane is, you start to bounce from one thing to the next because this shiny video made it look like that. That person told you about how they were able to achieve this. And again, that's why I said it can happen online and offline. Online is more of just like a hyper, like multiplied version of what happens in day-to-day life anyway because again we've spoken about this before before it was just you your neighbors the people you worked with the people you went to school with that's what your kind of reach was right your neighborhood your local space whereas we got the whole world now and i think that more than ever before this is a relevant couple of verses and even i'm sure which we'll get onto as the conversation develops the verse that follows I think it's it's such an interesting one because I think that it's so easy, so much easier now to mm. pay attention to other people's lands. So like even this mm. morning, I was reading my Bible and then, you know, I got off that and then I was starting to look at social media. And mm. then I realized just how much easier it was to spend mm. 15 minutes, it will fly by 
because I'm scrolling yeah. through Instagram doing this versus the 10, 15 minutes that I'd spent reading my Bible. Like that felt more like hard work than, mm. and to be honest, it is hard work because social media is served to you. Mm. You know, social mm. media is just there. You just- It's done for you. done for you. <laughs> you can just mindlessly go through and just watch and be entertained. But yeah. actually like growing in your faith, which is what happens when you read the Bible, like you're doing something. You have to pay mm. attention. You have mm. to invest that time and the focus. The focus is actually really hard now. Mm. You know, like how many times do you catch your mind just wandering off and then you're like, wait, how did I get here? I yeah. was reading this verse. Rabbit trail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost <laughs> on something else, you know? Yeah, man. And it's just like, yeah, it's just so much easier to pay attention to other people's land because you're not actually telling their land. That's the thing. Mm. Mm. You're not mm. actually, mm. you're not even building. Well, you're just I following it. Yeah. <laughs> you're observing it. You're I'm looking at it. it. Yeah. It has your attention. And in a way, like that does get them paid, right? Because attention mm. is the new currency. Come if on. you can keep people's attention, you will get paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in a way you are growing their land, but like you don't benefit from that fruit. Mm. You know, all you get is that frivolous entertainment. And and yes, there is some educational stuff online. You know, there is some bits that actually will help you to grow. But I reckon if we looked at the, at the balance of, do I reckon I'm doing more than 50% stuff that will actually mm. help me to grow on social media? Probably not. Yeah, man. Probably not. Like, to be honest, probably not. And I think something just to add to that as well that I've found is that you have to be so... First of all, you have to be conscious of how many things are fighting for your attention, mm. right? The fact that there are so many worthless pursuits that are screaming for you to just focus on that rather than your land. Mm. But second to that, you then have to build strategic decisions that you follow through on with consistency in order to remain focused on your land. And I'll give you an example, like the modern technology. So like there was a time where I think maybe a year or so ago, somewhere within the last couple of years, I realized how distracted I was just from my by my phone, right? And on the back of a lot of reflection and stuff like that, I turned off a lot of notifications, right? Which does mean that sometimes people send me messages which I don't respond to instantaneously, but I said, I'm going to go back to how it was when you were texting, right? You responded when you had a moment, let's treat it like a letter, right? (laughs) Not everybody likes that, but I just made a decision to exit that type of instantaneous game. And I think it was connected to something that I came across that was speaking about the cost of switching tasks, right? Where you're doing one thing something makes you have to move to like say a text message comes in you then go to look at your text now you're dealing with new information that you're having to process and make a decision on what am i going to do next Mm. maybe someone's asking for something maybe someone's requesting your attention maybe it's a phone call whatever it is right Mm. you then get into that task and then you have to switch back to the Mm. task that you were doing before Mm. and there was just all of this information they were talking about how how much we lose because Mm. of that cost Mm. right and how much it sets us back so I turned off a lot of my notifications. I started using um, a lot of the do not disturb functions, like to literally try and use my technology in a way where I'm not just cutting off altogether, but I'm trying to build it in such a way that it serves what I'm trying to achieve rather than it dictating how productive I am or I'm not. And, and that's the thing is in so many ways we are becoming almost like slaves to our notifications 
Mm. Like it's actually quite hard when you see a notification to not attend to it. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. really hard, <laughs> you know. So we just have to be careful that we're not becoming slaves to it, and we're not always giving it what it wants. Mm. Mm. Because that delayed gratification, and also not giving ourselves what we want all the time. Mm. You know, sometimes saying no, I'm not actually going to do that. And even like the thing with the instantaneous responses, that's something that we're becoming accustomed to. And when it doesn't happen, we get angry. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's okay yeah, that yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, respond yeah, to me yeah, for yeah, a few yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. it's not a problem. Even if you've seen my message and it's on blue ticks, it's mm. okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. What do you think tilling your land looks like now? Because, you know, back then it was literally tilling your land. But what does that mean now that I'm not a farmer? What does that mean? I think it's a really good question because we don't necessarily have a daily practice of doing the tilling of land, like you said, right? Mm. Um, But I think in our world, the way that I see our land is just what what is it that I, what do I have control over, Mm. right? And by that control, I mean, obviously, underneath the control of God, like, what have yeah, I been yeah, entrusted with? Of course. What is, essentially, it's my life, my lane. I think the simplest way that I would put it is my lane, mm. right? Um, and I think what it looks like to till your land could be anything from how you develop in your skill set, mm. how you build your business, mm. how you... Um, work on your home life, your marriage, your role as a parent, um, as a sibling. All like I think it it just cuts across. I think everything that is basically embodied by your life, mm. right? Um, and I think the interesting thing is when we read verses like that, if we stop and think and say, "What is what is the land? What is it that God has entrusted me with? What has He given me the?" the opportunity to either grow and develop or destroy through negligence and maybe bad decisions like Mm. that will help to kind of flesh out what it looks like in our own worlds Mm. um you want to say something i think no 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 i was just i was just thinking about what you said and i think that for me i think some of it starts a little bit earlier actually i think Mm. because you know it says um guard your heart above all else for out of it flow all the issues of life so yeah all of those things that you talked about your heart and the condition of your heart will impact those things and mm. even when we think about you know the sower who goes out to sow the word you know it's about heart posture it's about the sh- and the, the heart is likened to ground then you know some mm. is stony ground some is good soil so it's kind of like i was just thinking about actually when you attend properly to your heart you can do all of those things that you mentioned if your mm. heart is in a good place if your heart is in a place of tenderness and softness and being able to hear from god really well and obey then actually how you do your business how you do your marriage how you do your parenting how you grow your career all of those things will actually be flowing from a good place so mm. i think you're so right like those are the things that we've been responsible to grow and to bear fruit from our heart which is our soil is really going to determine that so am i making my heart good ground that i can then sow good seeds into and those seeds can grow and i think that mm. for me is kind of you know what, what i'm thinking about in terms of what is this what is the ground that we have to till mm. it's 
really interesting, bro. It's a good way to see it as well. So how do you, how do you work your land in that way? So in terms of like your heart and your heart being in a good place, what are some practicalities on it? I think it is that, that, that quiet time is, is what I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more. And this also goes mm. back to what we were saying about being distracted and frivolous pursuits. Like how many times have you actually just sat there with no phone, like not even looking at the Bible on your phone? Yeah, no phone, just just to sit there to be quiet. You know, mm. how many times do we actually do that? Just sit there, be quiet, and even just understand what's going on on the inside of us. Mm. You know, like, I know, like, meditation and stuff is a little bit new age in some ways, but there are also biblical ways of meditating because, you know, the mm. Bible says about meditate on this day and night. So yeah. there are also ways that you can quiet everything else and meditate on the word you can quiet everything else and hear from god and even just get a word from god and say like what is god actually saying to me right now about what's mm. going on like how often do we actually do that like this thing of silence so some people go on like silent retreats and stuff like that and like mm. i'm not quite sure i'm i'm you know that might not be me but <laughs> <laughs> but that principle of some quiet and some silence and be still and know that i'm god like how often do we actually just be still or say la and just pause and think about that mm. you know like even when i think about when i drive to the shops which is five minutes away in the car i plug in my phone and i'm listening to a podcast or i'm listening to music i'm filling mm. the space so quickly with something that's new but i how often do i actually just stop and say okay i'm just going to drive the five minutes which isn't even long just in quiet i'm just going to reflect mm. i'm mm. just going to think i'm just going to ask god a question and see what he says back i don't do that you know like so these are some of the things that I'm thinking about, even just in terms of, you know, working in the ground of your heart. What am I training my heart mm. to, to want and to do? Mm. What about you? What do you think? So I was rereading it again um, as you were speaking. Mm. And I think, I think there's two parts, right? in addition to what you said, I think on the working side, it's, it takes work. The yeah. word is literally there, work, work. right? Yeah. Mm. Work is not something which does not involve sweat, toil, discipline, mm. Mm. like consistency. It doesn't just happen. You have to do the work, right? Mm. Which we talk about from time to time here. Um, and I think it's, it is taking stock of in these different areas um, where am I at with them all mm. right because mm. it's where am I at and where is it that I I want to go mm. which then gives you an idea of or an opportunity to reflect on okay so what is the cost that has mm. to be paid and what is the work that needs to be done to get there mm. what are the daily practices mm. um, and I think that goes from the stage that you're talking about with the heart to to some of the outworkings as well right because if i'm someone who is in a place where my heart is jacked up in i don't know let's say an area to do with a relationship or a friendship right cold busted disgusted angry like everything bitter mm. i've got to first actually acknowledge where am i at with that mm. right then I have to ask myself, where do I want to be at with that? Mm. 
and not even just where do I want to be, take it a step further, where does God call me to be with that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is definitely a bitter pill because I'm eating it at the same time as I'm saying it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but where does God call me to be at with these things? So in that particular relationship, what is it, what is the standard that he has called me to live by, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when I see the gap between where I am and where that is, that's when I've now got to start getting practical. What are the steps I need to take, mm-hmm. right? What are the practices? And I think the great thing is that the scriptures, the scriptures are loaded with various things to help us figure out what those things are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's that part. And I think the other side of it as well is in the second part of that verse as well about essentially making a decision not to follow worthless pursuits, mm. right? Mm. It's It starts with, I think, actually going back and asking, do I even have a filter? Mm. Like, do I, do I even I have mean? a gate yeah. Yeah. to even say that every single pursuit that comes my way, I have to make a decision on, is this a worthless pursuit or is this a mean, uh, worthwhile pursuit, mm. right? Mm. Because a lot of the time we're not thinking like that, especially with the way that we consume information and we've got this abundance of information nowadays anyway, content, all of that, right? We just scroll, consume, scroll, consume, scroll, consume. And I think because it happens so fast with even the shorter content now as well, it's like there's less and less room that we tend to make for those types of decisions. Um, but do I have a gate in the first place? Do I have some sort of way that I'm policing the things that I'm allowing to take up my attention and my time. Mm. Um, mm. And then even after that, just making a practice of with everything, which can be, and it's hard, like uh, practically speaking, I'm I'm thinking about how hard it can be, right? To, as you're going through the, the whatever the algorithm has fed you of shorts, reels, TikToks mm. or whatever, mm. like I can see the how the mind is not going to be trained to say, okay, with each one, let me just pause it, let me just go back to my gate, let me just pro okay, is this going to be worthwhile? Is this going to be? It's, it doesn't happen like that. Like, why but, are you there at the? Why are you there? And 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 that's exactly what I was going to get to. Yeah. But sometimes the smarter thing to do is to say, rather than me even allowing myself to get entangled by whatever the algorithm wants to feed me, mm. how's about I start actually doing the work to if i'm going to be in these places make a practice of focusing on going out to look for things that i'm intentional about oh, rather than what is being given to me right because i was going to say why um, are you even there why are you even on social media <laughs> like Tony's the one that's the slayer today <laughs> yeah bro because bro i was thinking about saying like did i need to open that app and yeah did i need to Pro- probably not but what it's worth i'm not there the only thing i'm on is youtube right now if i've got any accounts anywhere I'm not there. You can message it. Respond. I'm not there. I've got no apps are deleted. Mm. And I see it mm. being like that for the foreseeable future. So, And and I think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you've gone all the way, right? In terms of like, you've removed it. And I think that some people might struggle with mm. that level of, no, I'm just not going to be there. I think mm. my thing is like, actually, if you really want to be on there, know your timing, you know? So like, okay, I know that for this half an hour, mm. I'm okay with, I'm just going to entertain myself. But what I find with it is that it slips into it slips into r- rhythm and routine. So you know, yeah. probably once an hour, or if I go to the bathroom, whatever it is, like you'll just open up the app and just see what's going on. And that's mm. like me. I'm trying to challenge myself. I'm like, why am I even doing that? Mm-mm-mm. Do I need to do that? Yeah. So disclaimer before I, 
I say what I'm going to say, right? Mm. I am not a demonizer of social media. The disclaimer is getting anybody, removed, you know. No, 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 no. It's going to get chopped up and it's going to say, yeah. I am a dis... No, yeah. I'm not a demonizer of it. Everyone is free to do what they decide to do. It's your life. And if you are somebody who is around me and you happen to be on social media when I'm in your presence, I'm not here sitting there judging you and criticizing you. It's your business. It's your life, not mine, right? But the question I wanted to ask you is, do you think that, like, you know what you just described of, if you're going to be there, um, know your time is and all of that kind of stuff. Do you think that the way that social media is designed, that it is, I want to use the word possible, yeah. right? To actually achieve that. Yes. Like, is there, and I think probably a better way to say it is, have you had that personal experience or known of people that have had the experience where the use of their social media platforms, when I'm saying that I'm excluding YouTube for the record, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> YouTube is not really social media or something. Yeah. Yeah. But like the typical ones, Instagram, TikTok, yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook. Because I'll be honest with you, right? In, even in asking the question, I am not convinced mm. about a lot of these platforms being things which, maybe I won't use the word possible, but things which by design can be used in the way that you described with ease. I'll say that. Because if, if, it if it is possible, I think possible. it's going to take so much work that on the front end i would ask myself arnold is it even worth the work is the I, result the, and the out is it is it really like yeah but that's just my general thoughts my personal so like one, what, of, you, one what of do you think about for example she has very strict time restrictions for every day mm. and after mm. so she might say an hour or a half an hour every day i can be on this app and then after yeah. that it locks me out of the app after 10 p.m all those apps shut off and i can't open mm. Mm. so she's putting some guardrails because I think what it really comes down to is self-discipline and self-control mm. and that is decreasing and decreasing by the day yeah. in this yeah. as on average it's getting less and less and I think yeah. that it is possible it's not easy but to be honest most things that are worth doing are not easy it's not easy <laughs> like otherwise bro everybody would be jacked do you know what I mean <laughs> everybody would be in shape but it's not easy it's possible and it's getting harder every day because bro we mm. don't even know what's in the food that we eat Mm. we just don't know like the things mm. that they tell us are healthy later they're like oh actually maybe not sorry we changed like, their but... mind after the experiment's finished exactly <laughs> like it's pretty crazy so it's not it's not it's not easy but it's possible all things are possible in that sense right like if you really mm. want to have a good relationship with it you can and i think that even some of it is just being obedient so you know sometimes you go to open it and it's like really you, you sure you yeah, yeah, yeah fine <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not meant to do that because you're down the rabbit hole two hours later you know mm. So I think it is possible. I think it is difficult. And it reminds me of this verse um, from Corinthians, where it says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, but all things edify not. Do you think it's expedient? <laughs> no. No is the short Because this is the thing, because I definitely agree. All I don't think, that's why I said the demonization and exclusion. It's like, for me, it's not a, you are, you're, condemned if you use social media right. in that sense right because even in saying that like the people might see me on social media in some months and years to come um 
I'm more likely than not it would be because it's somebody else that's doing it to make it look like I'm there, but they're actually doing the work, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind yeah, creating yeah. the content, but I just ain't trying to be there. But um, but that, and I think maybe that's the real question that I'm I'm pressing more into is is it expedient? Because I genuinely, I could be wrong. I want to know for the person that thinks otherwise, right? Mm. I want to know what is it that they feel is the experience? What is the so, the so worthwhile thing here's, here's in pursuing it? Here's what I would say to you, right? Is that there are some things I've found out on social media yeah. that I would have not known otherwise. And I'm talking about like different AI tools. I'm talking about different ways to do things, you know, mm. ways to be a better content creator, all these kind of things. I've actually learned quite a mm. bit of stuff from social media because I've tried mm. to curate my feed a little bit so that actually that's what I'm getting. But... Mm. Equally with that, that might be 20 to 30% of what I get from social media. The rest of it is like, do I really need to know that? Is that actually going to help me? Is it edifying me? Probably not. But I have found expedient things from social media. Like I can't, I can't say it's all bad. There is some stuff that's actually really helped me and I know will continue. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And I guess probably the following I would probably ask would be, is the 20, 30% worth it worth it in light of the cost of the other 80 to 70 so i think that a lot of life is about dialing up the good dialing down yeah. the bad yeah yeah like in anything in relationships dial up the good dial down the bad in preaching take the good leave the bad <laughs> you know so for me it's just a similar thing of it's harder to optimize in social media because the <laughs> sheer volume is is overwhelming it's yeah. overwhelming so yeah I, I do agree like it is tough to make that balance but mm. then i also wonder like okay what are the other ways that i can get that information mm. and that's why i've not just quite be, be friends with people that are on social media that's well <laughs> but just have a couple <laughs> let them go through to the instagram or whatever and then you have to watch it you know I mean, it's, it's 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 really it's yeah it's really good thoughts and reflections because i i definitely do see it i see the because even for me as well, when I do think about the times that I've been on social media, like even in not being on there now, there are certain times where someone might send me a link, right? To like a, a video on Instagram. And I might click the link mm. to watch that video logged mm. out, right? Mm. And then I'm off, close the thing down. Mm. But you I sent think, me a TikTok the other day, mate, with brother Myron, uncle Myron. Which was something that someone else sent to me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? And um, and I think, that, do, you know what, do you know what I think one of the challenges is in it? in it is Mm. is that if social media platforms are created by people who have intentions Mm. who have objectives Mm. and who ultimately trying to get paid right talk about that (laughs) talk about and i guess this is the part that maybe the average consumer might not think about right Mm. but they have a they have a plan and an agenda and, and mm. i'm not saying that with like just all sorts of like what's that thing called um conspiracy theories i'm not doing it but legit like especially as a believer we have to understand that things have agendas right behind it i'm not gonna get into all of that but it bro, is what it is I, but bro i think we should slightly get into it a little bit because, <laughs> because conspiracy theories right mm. of, of often people are conspiring and this is what For people real. don't like to admit go right? on so might be up in there uh, I said Mark, Mark Zucker, <laughs> bro. I'm not naming any names. Yeah, I'm, I'm just naming the, the person behind a platform. <laughs> <laughs> so, at college and at university, I studied communication studies. Mm-hmm. So, media communication, how that all works. Yeah, and I think we might have talked about this 
this before, but there's a concept called mise-en-scene. Mise-en-scene. Mm. It's French for everything in the scene. Yeah. So mm. when you watch a movie, most of those things are set. So every single detail on there serves a purpose. You don't just put something randomly in the scene. It's the same thing with all of these things. All of these things serve a purpose. And what yeah. sometimes we don't like to admit is that in the Bible, it says that Satan is the God of this world. Come on. Like Adam and Eve gave <laughs> Satan dominion in this world. Jesus mm. came to give us dominion back so that we can have authority. But bro, most of the world that is not submitted to God is under the dominion of Satan. So Come of on. course, like actually people are going to have evil intent. Of course, yeah. people are going to be conspiring for their own gain, for their <laughs> own agenda. Like, of mm. course, there's going to be conspiracy. Mm. It's factual. Mm. Like, it's log mm. illogical to think that everything is good. Like, mm. it says that nothing is good apart from God. So if you're not connected to God, even the good that you're doing, is it really even good? So, of mm. course, there's going to be conspiracy. And this is what sometimes we don't want to engage with because actually it makes you think, what's the point? This whole world is mad. Like, <laughs> And this is the thing, right? Bearing in mind that there are, it is a world and it is, or these platforms are created by people who have agendas, who have plans, who have objectives. Mm. Even from a business perspective, they're 100%. trying to get paid, right? Yep. They, no one's out here trying to be the, the, the good Samaritan who's just going to create this platform just for the goodwill of man. Like they might market it like that. They might use all of these different projects to kind of show how they are um, good corporations and good companies. But ultimately, like people are getting paid, right? Mm. And I think... When you look at it from that perspective, you then look at things like how each of these platforms have algorithms which are designed to serve a purpose, right? And to do certain things. These platforms are designed to be addictive. They are designed have you seen a documentary to about keep... It? Yeah, I've seen a few. <laughs> like people who used By... to work in Google, in yeah. Facebook, in yep. all of these places, they're like... I now admit that we were out there to get Absolutely. people addicted yep. and to reward them for using us more. And they feel bad yeah. about it now. Yeah. And and this is the thing is that bearing in mind that that is the objective, the whole environment, everything like you said in the scene is created with all of this in mind. The way I approach that is I think to myself, I can do so much to run against the the negative um, effects that this may have with me mm. but in actual fact there comes a point or there came a point for me anyway right where i just asked myself do i even want to play this game because i think don't get me wrong god is an absolute redeemer of things right i believe social media has a bunch of lights right who are plugging away with great and good content because they recognize that that place is where the attention is and so they're going to do their best to flood where the attention is to draw people out, right? Whether they stay on social media or not. And I think that's an amazing thing. Even the stuff that we do, right? We have seasons where we have and we haven't been posting, but that's why we still make an effort when we can to have a strategy to just go where the attention is. But bigger picture, like sometimes, I, I guess one of the conclusions I had come to on this whole subject was, Am I fighting against something which was designed to do this, mm. right? Which was designed to, to, to take me down these paths, to keep me addicted, to keep me on these platforms, you know? And do you know what? Yeah. I feel like 
there's a difference between using the tool, which is what you're talking about. Like, how do we use the tool to get out our message and the tool yeah. using you? And I think yeah. that sometimes what people don't realize is that on social media, we are the product. Oh my gosh. Say yeah. it again. On social media, we are the product. We Pete. are what? People. Peter, Sorry. we yeah. need you to add some bass, some echo, some <laughs> reverb, something to that statement. Say it one more time. Oh my gosh. And do you know what? And I'm, I'm, I'm hyping this for a reason because I don't want any single listener to ignore what you just said. Because when you realize that, it changes everything. Say it again, bro. <laughs> People are the product which is why they are selling our attention. They're selling understanding us. They're selling our behavioral data. They're selling where we live, who we are, all that kind of stuff. That's why most social media is free. Instagram is free. <laughs> Facebook is free. Twitter is mostly free until Uncle Elon took over and started doing all mm. this stuff. Mm. Social media is free because we are the product. Like, so when I was working at Sky, they talked about why scale is important. Yeah. So sometimes companies will do things to get more customers at a loss because yep. of that scale. Because when you can say we've got 20 million users, yep. actually now you've got 20 million people's worth of data, 20 million captivated people. And that you can, can talk to and you can sell exactly. in segmented pieces of high value data. And this is exactly. where, right, for the sake of the listeners, my hands up, I'm guilty, right? I'm tapping into this from a business perspective. I'm running those ads to take advantage of the data that Google has on every single one of us, right? Mm. To target the people, to find the people who are going to be interested in the services and the products that we have to offer. That's not bad. Right? That's not in and itself. That's not bad because the no, service it's not. you're trying to provide is actually trying 100%. to help people. Do you see what I mean? 100%. But a lot of people don't realize that that's what's going on behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And, and I think the other thing, as you were saying that about us being the product and about how that's what's being sold to people. One of the things that I thought for the first time, which I hadn't thought before, is imagine being the product. Mm. Imagine being the thing that is being sold. Mm. One, not knowing it, and two, not even getting a cut. Right? Oh. It's like, what is that? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> do you know what's mad, yeah? Is that when you really think of us as the product. You feel a bit used. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I feel like a cow or a chicken. Do you know what I mean? I'm just getting fattened up, ready yeah. for people to eat up. Yeah. And like that's basically in some in some ways, and it, it sounds a little bit morbid. It sounds a little bit bad, <laughs> but that is actually how a lot of companies see you. And what I what I find crazy is that companies exist to give people things that actually harm them. Mm, yeah, mm, 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 mm. like that's the crazy thing because actually, if you're serving me with things that actually are good for me, I will yeah. buy that all day. Yeah. So I saw yeah. these um I saw these gym shorts. Yeah, they've got like scriptures on them and stuff, and I was like, this mm. is the thing I didn't know I actually needed. I will happily. <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? It's actually good for me. It's helpful for me. But when you think about mm. like tobacco companies or, you know, things that are addictive and like you're actually serving people things that will kill them. So you want to take their money and then kill mm. them. Mm. It's crazy. Mm, mm, it's mm, crazy. Mm, mm, mm. What's the redemption in all of this? Like what, where? Because obviously now this is the thing is that everything that we've said is true. And for some people, it may be a bit of a, a shock to hear some of these things, right? Mm. But what is the, the redemptive side of, I guess, these platforms from a kingdom perspective? And, and I think that as Christians, firstly, like God has given us free will. He's, well, God has mm. given everybody free will. 
right? Everybody has the free will to do or not to do. So you can exercise your free will to do things that benefit you. As Christians, mm. God has given us the authority and the dominion over these things and the impact that they have in our lives. So we actually mm. have a bit of an advantage in that. Then I mm. think thirdly, it's about actually like social media in itself is neither good nor bad. It's kind of like, mm. it's a mm. tool. It's a, it's a way of reaching people. And actually if we did it the right way, like you can actually impact a lot of people in this world with not mm. much effort compared to what you used to have to do. So I think that mm. as Christians, we need to take control over how we're using social media slash how it's using us really mm. understand the truth behind it and then start to use it to our advantage start to use it to actually do the things that we're here to do you mm. know it's it's just like that's that's how it works yeah what man. do you think everything you said bro mm. <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like there is definitely so much as much as it's bleak as mm. much as it can seem really dark mm. like the scriptures speak about it right mm. about um you're gonna have to quote the best film it's, it's fading in my mind but effectively uh, the darkness is getting darker the light is getting lighter mm, right mm, <laughs> mm. um and i think there is just so much of an opportunity and i think that maybe and this is a, a good way to start gearing up towards the end of the year mm. my exhortation to use biblical language mm. to people within the kingdom is to wake up and step up Mm. right because we can't afford to just be passive consumers anymore mm. or any longer mm. the opportunity i think that we have in front of us to strategically if we're going to be on these platforms whether directly by ourselves or using other people to do the work mm. like we have so much of an opportunity to to really turn the digital world right side up yeah oh right side up okay and i just think it is it's one of those things where it's just not just it's not just going to happen right Mm. it's something that we have to be intentional and like we started out with the verses you have to do the work Mm. rather than just follow Mm. worthless pursuits Mm. right Mm. and i guess in saying that the question that i'm left with to say is like are we doing the work or are we blindly following worthless pursuits that is always the question is are we doing the work that is always (laughs) the question are we actually doing the work Mm. because bro most things work when you work them yeah yeah it's literally that simple like all these things that we're talking about whether it's social media or business or Mm. growing in faith everything that we have becoming a good husband wife Mm. brother sister father son whatever it works if you work it if you Mm. put in Mm. the work you get results that's like a that's like a spiritual law almost that god has put in you will reap what you sow so Mm. are you putting in the work is always the Mm. question i feel Mm. like that's always our question that we ask Mm. Hmm. so are you doing the work as you go into christmas out of christmas going into the new year i want we want you to think about are you doing the work And that's really the biggest key for this. Are we doing the work? And in 2024, we've got to do that work. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.